Podcast Fresh. What's going on, everybody? Chris Torres here on another episode of The Espresso Shot. On this episode, we are going all the way back to March 10, 2021, which feels like a couple lifetimes ago. We're in the middle of the shutdowns. Everything's kind of crazy, and we're doing nothing but staying home, drinking, and maybe smoking a little wacky tobacco. You get it. It was, it was it was with the times, all right? Don't look at me that way. But anyway, we are going to feature our flagship show, the one that started it all, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Review Show. This is a really good little sampler if you've never listened to any of those episodes because what you will come to find out is we talk about some Fresh Prince and we spend the rest of the time just going back and forth on the dumbest shit possible. So anyway, as always, thank you for the download. Check us out at Podcast Fresh on Instagram. We're going back March 10, 2021. So if you want to hear the whole one hour and 35 minute episode, go on to the list of podcasts that we got. Go to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and unlock episode number 25. Give it a download. Give it a like. Thank you very much for your support. Enjoy the show. Podcast Fresh. On the last episode of Podcast Fresh. It's Tresemme, goddammit. What? <laughs> Trey Sam. That's terrible. Will's, Will says that all he has to do is answer some questions and have some fun. <laughs> have some stuff. <laughs> what the fuck was this? <laughs> Will says. So, so they're talking about this game. That, and Will says that all he has to do is answer some questions. And uh, just have some stuff squirted on him. Hillary chimes in that. Isn't that what Jimmy Swaggart got arrested for? This one, Ryan, here's my head. And here's his reference. Yeah, Right over my head. I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. (laughs) So I did a little digging, you know, a long investigation, meaning I quickly checked on Wikipedia. Here's what I found. You love shovels. Jimmy Lee Swaggart, uh, born March 15, 1935, is an American Pentecostal evangelist. Oh. Hello and welcome to show number 25 of the Podcast Fresh. What a little mini milestone. There are 25 episodes. But uh, thank you so much for downloading another one of these little uh, little gems, little excuses to spend two hours of your time with us. I'm definitely thankful for 25 and we look forward to 25 times at least three or four more. And uh, that would be... Uh, 100 and how many odd episodes? Let me bring in the king of the math, Ryan Mello, my co-host. I don't think we have 100 episodes. What are you talking about? No, by the time we're done, though, this will be at least, uh, maybe not quite 100 episodes, but if we cover 144 Fresh Princes. Oh, maybe. Ooh. Right? Yeah, so it'll be about 70, 75 or so episodes, but damn, 25, that number kind of just hit me like... I would I would believe ten or twelve episodes, but it's been a it's been a nice little journey so far. What do you got to say about the first twenty five, Ryan? Oh, it's been delightful. I love coming here and talking Fresh Prince. It's it's been my new favorite thing to do since twenty twenty. Granted, twenty twenty wasn't the best of years, but trust me when I say this: if it was twenty nineteen, it would still be one of my new favorite things. So I'm glad we started this, and uh, here's to twenty five. And I think we'll probably end this show around fifty. What seems like if we're yeah you know what ryan let's not do any more math uh, the week's too short for that that's that was a mistake 
Yeah, yeah, it really was. But uh, what have you been doing, man? How have you been? Um, how have you been doing in Barrie? So you live a little bit north here, where I am in Toronto. Mm-hmm. We had some amazing weather today. We were at like 15 degrees at our peak, which uh, for the Americans, I don't know, is a 60 Fahrenheit. Does that make sense? I don't know. It was. No. Not uh, not too bad, actually, for a day like today. I actually went outside with just my hoodie on. It was awesome. Yeah, today was nice. I got home from work, and I was like, I guess because I'm at work, the building's like cement, so it's like colder than really what it is. And um, when I got out of my car to go inside, I had to park in the visitor parking because uh, my wife was going to leave for work, and she was still home. So I walked to the house. It was a nice little like 30-second walk, and I was like, man. I haven't felt this warmth in Barry yet, I don't think. I mean, I have, like, when I moved in. But I, it was such a hectic time that now it's like, this will be the, the warm weather that I could just sit and enjoy and not do a thing. So I actually went in and I got a cigar, like a little cigar, cigarello, and I came back out and I smoked it. Yeah. And I had a good time. It reminded me of, of simpler times where I would just smoke some cigars and get a little faded. But it was nice, man. Like, I was, I took it in. I took advantage right away. That little cigar made me... A very happy man and put me in a good mood. Yeah, it's uh, it's really nice. It's it's also incredible how everybody's mood just changes with a little warm weather. You know, like everybody oh, yeah. seems to be in a better mood. Uh, you know, everybody's in a chippier mood, especially when I see it. You know, grabbing a coffee or whatever. Everybody just seems to be a lot nicer to each other when the weather's nice. This is true, and we're also Canadian, so we're just nice by default. Yeah, we are nice by default. <laughs> I once worked I once worked with a girl who um we worked at Starbucks and I accidentally she was helping me on bar and I accidentally tipped my steamed milk pitcher on just like the on the table there and it got all over her and her apron. Oh man. And she apologized to me. She goes, Oh sorry. And I said, What <laughs> what? Like, I got to catch her for a moment. They're like, you're being too ridiculously over nice and polite right now, even though I practically just half burnt you with steamed milk, right? But uh, same thing. We always have that thing to, like, quickly say sorry, even though we didn't do anything wrong, you know? See, that story just solidifies, like, proof why Canadians get made fun of in movies and shit. Like, you burned a girl to death, and she apologized to you. <laughs> It's like, yeah, exactly. You know, that that's why they rip us, man. But it's I guess it's true. We're just nice. We're just really, really nice people over here. Come visit. We'll take you out for a coffee. Nah, there's a lot of assholes here too, just like everywhere yeah, we're else. Just, we're romantic. But we're stereotypically known as nice people and uh you, for the most part you do feel it. We also you live in igloos. It. Yeah, we also live in igloos and we all have a friend named Bob. Yeah. I don't have dogs. Or have Mark bears. from Winnipeg. You know Mark from Winnipeg, right? Uh, Mark. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know Harry from Saskatch- yeah. Saskatoon? <laughs> no, I, I don't think you even said that properly. But that's okay. Saskatoon. I think. Oh man, never mind. But the movie Grown Ups. There was like a, a dude from Saskatoon, and the way he said it was funny. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Let's just get into Sa- the show. Let's let's just get the hell on out of here. <laughs> um, Ryan, I will give us the plugs right here. Follow us at Podcast Fresh on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Twitter at Podcast Fresh TO. Um, and Ryan, where can they email us? Oh, you could email us at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. It's always interesting that around the holidays in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air universe, 
anytime they do like a Vi episode, it's usually the next one or the right before that. Is it also got the sisters in it, or they'll bring like a Haiti? Yeah. They those ones seem to be butted up together. I wonder if that's on purpose or if that's just a little bit of continuity on the show's behalf. Like, okay, this is a long weekend and this is Christmas break, so you, you get kind of two episodes out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, just kind of interesting. Something that I was just thinking about. Because when I saw your episode, I was like, oh, okay, now they got the sisters here, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's true. I only speak in truths. You only speak truths. Thank you. Um, Vi arrives. Big pop from the crowd like it's Hulk Hogan arriving here. Um, And then little Beboop arrives. Claudia, who is Robert's daughter. So Robert is Vi's new boyfriend. And Claudia is Robert's daughter from a previous marriage. And it's obviously Raven Simone. Um, Ryan, did you ever uh, see Raven when she was little? Or by the time, obviously, by the time you cut on, you were watching the That's a Raven show, right? Yeah, by the time I saw Fresh Prince, That's a Raven was a thing. Um, or at yeah. least it was close to being a thing. But um, I didn't know it was Raven Simone until now. This blew my mind. I guess it was Raven Simone. <clears throat> Damn. Yeah. Did you. Um, right. So that was my next question. It's like you never went backwards and realized that, like, Mm-hmm. Raven had been this like child child actor actor since she was like three years old, right? No, no, never. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. Same with me, man. The first time I ever heard of Raven was obviously off the uh, the, the Disney show. Yeah, it was a Disney show, right? Yeah. So that's kind of where I would sometimes catch it. I think Tiff might have been a fan. I remember her Tiff's watching it, and there you go. I yeah. would just kind of watch it if I happen to be there, um, but. Yeah, that's the first time I ever saw her. So I just thought she became famous off of that. But then to see her over here, and uh, we'll get into her little bio later after the show, but just really, really, uh, really amazing how far she's come Mm -hmm. and still doing a bunch of different shit, too. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And Claudia Watson was played by Raven Simone, one of Ryan's childhood favorites. He had the posters, I remember. Uh, She was born in Atlanta, Georgia. At a young age, she moved to New York. While there, Raven signed with Ford Modeling Agency. They sent her out on a movie audition for Ghost Dad in 1990, which also starred Bill Cosby. She was deemed too young for the role since she was only three years old, but Cosby could see that she had talent. They asked Raven to come back to read some more lines, and she did so well that she got a starring role as Olivia on the last three seasons of The Cosby Show from 1984. After the show finishes its run, she decided to try something new like singing. In 1993, she became the youngest person ever to sign with MCA Records. She also went back to acting with a starring role in Hanging with Mr. Cooper, alongside Mark Curry in a small role in the TV miniseries Queen. After another small role in the feature film The Little Rascals and the role of Goldilocks in the TV series Happily Ever After, Fairy Tales for Every Child in 1995, Hanging with Mr. Cooper ended. Man, she did a lot as a kid. Did you ever uh, watch The Little Rascals? Probably. I don't remember much, but I for sure have laid eyes on it. Don't, don't as long as you've laid eyes though. on it. As long as my eyes have laid eyes on it. Yeah, as long <laughs> as you're... Whatever that means. You might have seen it on Netflix just in the titles. <laughs> or things. That was, a, like an image that was a strange way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> my conscience is uh, is aware of this. <laughs> <laughs> this exists. That made sense in my brain. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Raven's singing career was doing well when she landed a role in Dr. Doolittle alongside Eddie Murphy and a made-for-TV movie called Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, 1999. She also starred in Dr. Doolittle 2, but she was not available to do Xenon, the sequel, in 2001. She was too big by then. Wait, what? I added that last part. However, the Walt Disney Company, which made the Xenon movies, wanted her to do a pilot for a new TV show called Absolutely Psychic, in which she would be a supporting character. She yeah. impressed him so much that they changed the show's premise to be about her, and the show's name was changed to That's So Raven in 2003. Um, after the show was a hit, she did the made-for-TV movie, The Cheetah Girls, one of Ryan's favorites as well, and recorded a new album. The movie is based on That's a Raven maybe in the works. Ryan, are you excited for the movie? I know they've been trying to see if all the numbers match up, but would you have no shame in saying you would check out the That's a Raven movie? No, I I wouldn't check out the That's a Raven movie. <laughs> Sounds like a Why not? You said you watched idea. it as a kid. Didn't you say you watched yeah, that movie that, as a kid? That should stay as a kid, you know? I shouldn't be doing that today. Uh, I know she got like a <laughs> a sequel to the show or whatever. I saw like a minute or two of it on YouTube just to see what right. the hell they were doing. And I was like, yeah, this is bad. Yeah, this is really bad. And now you're telling me about this movie and you're asking if I'm going to go watch it. Motherfucker. I don't even want to watch... The sequel to the show. I'm not going to watch a whole movie. I'm not going to dedicate time and pay money for that. What are you, nuts? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> no, it's not. When I was be a crazy, kid. When I was crazy a, if I wanted to watch it. No, would I, why would it be crazy? Listen, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was a big fan of like, uh, I don't know, Ninja Turtles, Sesame Street, all that bullshit, right? Hell yeah. And I'm still, you know, let's just say Sesame Street, for example. If they made a Sesame Street movie, like on Netflix or something with like a decent cast, I might check it out. I might check out the Sesame Street movie, you know. But it just doesn't, uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. I'm all for like visiting your childhood. I love that. But um, That's right. a Raven isn't something I need to, to revisit. Um, yeah. I'd rather revisit like an animated show or something i saw as a kid like if they oh, what's something that that uh i can't think of anything right now but like i think live action stuff when you saw it as a kid needs to stay in in that era don't bring it back like i wasn't boy meets world love boy meets world so much girl meets world shit it was bad i didn't like it so i, I learned my lesson <laughs> i don't do yeah. that anymore i um, totally get it if you want to kill uh man what's a popular cartoon from the 90s i can't remember anything right now just Darkwing Duck. Those, yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to bring back Darkwing Duck? I'll check it out. Even okay, here's a good example. That stupid Tom and Jerry movie coming out where they take where they're, they're like living amongst people now, but they're still animated. I might check that out because I'm a fan of Tom and Jerry and they still look the same. I don't have to worry about things being weird, you know what I mean? This isn't a movie about ice cream, you know that, right? Why would it be a movie about ice cream? Tom, Tom and, Jerry and Jerry ice cream, you prick. That was a bad word. I don't know whose fault that is. Was that You're, a swing and a miss? For, that was your was fault that a bad for saying joke? that, but that was my ignorance for letting that fly over my head, you know? So, but it was still a bad joke, though, right? Like, it went over your head, but it was still a bad joke. Or it was, was it a terrible good joke, joke but it went over because your... it's Ben and Jerry's, not Tom and Jerry's, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> this guy fucked up his prick. own high spot. <laughs> <laughs> 
guy fell off the. You did a Matt Seidel fucking botch. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the joke went over your head because I used the wrong name. But even assuming that that I got the names right is still a bad joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I guess what Ryan's trying to say is, um, uh, he uh, he's excited for the movie when it comes <laughs> out. He'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh man, Raven Simone. Here's the best part. She gets the last laugh. She's got a net worth of forty million dollars. It's definitely a laugh, which Damn. will buy her a lot of. Friendship bracelets. You see how I tie it back? You see how I tie it back? All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Me, funny zinger of the of the show. Here's a few of them. Vice says, Robert can fix anything. He's in construction. Tell them. And Robert goes, I'm in construction. <laughs> Which is, that was nice. Carlton says, boy, time flies when you're running up to your room. Beat. And then Robert says, I'm right behind you, Carlton. And another one, Viv says, how's the chicken? And Jeffrey says, I'm afraid it's drier than happy hour at the Betty Ford Center, ma'am. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Nothing like that. Let's, let's make some alcoholic jokes here, you know. Yeah. Carlton on Will getting upset. The Wilster must be feeling pretty low to pull a stunt like this. I haven't seen him this upset since someone told him he looked like me. <laughs> He's just hard-headed. I don't know where he gets it from. And that is the, uh, <laughs> the funny zinger line. Of the show. Did you like any of these lines, Ryan? I thought it was a very funny episode. Yeah, they were all better than your Tom and Jerry reference. Uh, I'll give you that. Dang. Unnecessary shade from me. Uh, no, that yeah, it was a funny episode. Despite it being pretty um, uh, serious in a way, it was it got its humor right, which is cool. So, yeah, good. There you go. So, he says, C. What is good, ladies and gents? Welcome back to Podcast Fresh, uh, Fresh Prince of Air Review Show. We never gave it a proper title, whatever. Uh, I'll be taking over now, season two, episode 22, the episode titled The Aunt Who Came to Dinner. Uh-oh, another uh, Smith sister. Here we the, go. The original air date being March 23rd, 1992. Beautiful. Ryan was going to be born exactly three years and four days after this. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's some quick math. Um, cool. So we start off at the Coffee Bean Espresso Bar. I just want to take a minute to appreciate the fact that we started somewhere very different. Very just, we've never started the show at an espresso bar. So that got brownie points from me. Carlton and Will are there after catching a movie. Carlton tells Will that the deal was if Will picked the movie, then he would pick the restaurant. Will says that this barely qualifies because there aren't even golden arches outside. Carlton then says Will is so close to wiping windshields with newspapers. <laughs> I guess what? he just didn't like his attitude. Yeah, that was a bit of a burn, eh? That was a bit of a burn as, uh, there. Carlton was nice last episode. Now he's a prick again. Good. Yeah. Um, he says, can you just try to sit and not say yo at this... <laughs> At the end of everything. Yeah. Uh, at this moment, in walk two very attractive girls who Will automatically gets up and walks over for. He says that anyone who sits at this table gets served for free. The girls start talking amongst themselves and turns out they're French. Will says um, that it's great that they're French because they have no standards, just like Jerry Lewis. Did you understand this reference, sir? No, but did you, did you do some research? No. 
Will says, follow my lead. I'm a rich and famous rap star. I like how he broke the fourth wall here. Carlton then says, this time I'm the rap star. You're Gary Coleman. And I was expecting Will to kind of fight this, but Carlton just acts on it. And he goes, he walks over to the girls and says, uh, you know, he just introduces himself as this big rap star. He's very successful. And the girls are impressed saying they love rap. But uh, what do you call yourself? And then Will goes in and says, tiny by nature. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I actually thought the... I actually like Carlton saying that uh, this time I'm the rap star and you're Gary Coleman because the comedy is in the Gary Coleman part (laughs) because you you can figure that Carlton would say that, but then the part at the end of the the Gary Coleman, that's kind of like the extra little slap. And yeah, of course, uh, (laughs) tiny by nature. That's really good, too. Tiny by nature. (laughs) Um, Tell me something. I didn't get it. What was with the Saran rap? He um, he told uh, Aunt, uh, Aunt Viv tells her sisters a story about, well, it's okay. All relationships go through a law. Like last week, for example, I showed up wearing nothing but saran wrap. And Phil asks okay. me, oh, did you make that meatloaf that I liked? So then later, <laughs> when Phil sees the saran wrap, as he's in mid-sentence, he realizes, holy shit. Uh, oh, the saran wrap. Gotcha. So he grabs the saran wrap and he runs out of the kitchen, half dropping the damn thing. He's looking for Viv. But right, obviously right. the uh, moment has passed, as they say. I might have got distracted by the dogs or something because I must have missed that little, little bit of dialogue. Because once the saran wrap stuff started, I was like, why is he freaking out about it? But whatever. Anyway, thank you, Chris, for, for clearing that up. In no the problem. Scene, that's why we're, that's why we're that's- the Team Rocket of podcasting. They're villains. I want to be exactly. a good boy. In the next scene, we Dike. see Will and Carlton sitting on the couch saying, if we don't clean this house up by tonight, the sweetest thing they'll be sitting next to is some Klondike bars. In walks <laughs> Philip. <laughs> I did That's pop for so that. That was a good one. <laughs> that sounds more like a like an MC rap lyric, you know, like something you would throw at an enemy. going to do everything to kind like... Heard they do anything for a Klondike. Well, I do anything for a Blondike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Will said it. Um, That's right. <clears throat> Will jumps up saying, I love you, Uncle Phil. And then he, like, as soon as he touches Phil, like, the contact, Phil, like, picks him up and throws him across the room. It was hilarious. Yes. I was like, holy shit. Phil could be He really right threw him, too. He wasn't just <laughs> fucking around. He grabbed him and threw him hard. <laughs> Will's, I think Will was surprised with the, the force of that because he looked at him like, holy crap. Definitely. Um, that was amazing. In the last scene here, Phil says that they need to go. Uh, they need to leave now if they're going to make the reservations for the festival. Vivian says, why don't we just stay in and have a nice quiet night to themselves since the house is empty? Yes, Phil sir. Agrees. Phil proposes that they go skinny dipping in the jacuzzi. Phil tells Vivian to get the nose plugs, which I thought was very odd. Uh, very kinky shit, and uh, he'll get the champagne. Carlton and Will then peek their heads in and think that they finally left for dinner. So Will and Carlton are still under the impression that they're going on this overnight trip. So they peek their heads, then they walk in. We see that the French girls are with them. So they brought them over, and then um, Will says, why don't we go to the jacuzzi? So the girls agree. They start making their way to the jacuzzi. 
Carlton and Will high five, like the the most bro high five I've ever seen them do to this point. Yeah, and follow them to the jacuzzi. And what happens here is we get a pan from like the shot is outside of the bank's house, implying that this is going to be an awkward confrontation. And the confrontation here is right this way, ladies. Yeah, let me turn on the bubbles. Hey, what's up, Uncle Phil? <laughs> Uncle Phil? <laughs> Will? Mother. Carlton? Mother. Ooh, monsieur. <laughs> they can't, like, it's just awkward. You know what I mean? Like, they're seeing each other naked and, like, the parents naked. And we end it there. That's the episode. We we end on a little funny note. I really wish we saw what would happen. The, uh, the punishment, so to speak. But that's the ending right there. What did you think of this last you, little scene? Do you think they were actually naked? No. Well, no. No, not I mean the act, the actors, but like uh, in the characters, oh, like they, they were actually naked. They had, like, did they, they actually see each naked? other naked? Oh, yeah. I mean, that dialogue. Uh, no way. Everything. I would hope not. Yeah. Will on. seeing his aunt naked. That's weird, man. I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> to see Maybe. How the I hope are. not. I mean, I hope we do find out, but I hope... Um, <laughs> I'm you right that didn't he did not see his aunt naked. That'd be brutal. But this show, yeah, no, really, <laughs> really good last scene. And I think the fact that that last scene is audio only over uh, overlay of the house, I thought it made it even funnier. And everybody was great oh, yeah. here with their their verbiage. So there you go. Great closing scene there. Yes, perfect. Um, the other little piece of trivia I have: when Lester reveals that Anita is his psychiatrist. Will responds with, oh, yeah, right. And I just won a Grammy. This episode aired on, <laughs> twen- on the 23rd of March, 1992. Will Smith had won a Grammy at the 34th annual Grammy Awards on the 25th of February for the song Summertime. So this fool actually won a Grammy. Congratulations. I know you. that song. I heard of oh, that song. it's a classic. It's a classic. I'd heard a rumor. You've heard of it? <laughs> yep, I've heard of it. Um, no, how did you say I, it earlier? You'd... Uh, <laughs> I've laid I'm eyes on saying- it with my eyes. I've <laughs> laid eyes on it. My eyes have I'm laid eyes on it. I'm glad that you laid eyes on the little rascals, you fucking weirdos. Hey, hey, that sounds. Uh, hey, not hey, good. girl. All right, your turn. Go. That sounds not too much pretty good. Um, <laughs> this time, I'm going to cover uh, Lester. So, his real name is Felton Perry. He was born September 11th, 1945, an American actor. Uh, he's most, uh, most his most notable roles are for uh, playing Deputy Obra Aker in the 1973 movie Walking Tall, and as Inspector Early Smith in the 1973 movie Magnum Force, the second film in the Dirty Harry series. Felton's other well-known roles is the 1987 science fiction movie RoboCop, as he played Donald Johnson, and um, he reprises his role as Johnson in the sequels RoboCop 2 and RoboCop 3. Oh Perry wow! Is also a playwright. Okay. Oh, you don't know that. Perry is also a playwright known for such plays as By, The By, and By, which in 1976, The Progress Bolton called an offbeat and hilarious black satire with a zinging performance by Ron Thompson. And he's also been in a lot of other things. Um, first, His first big film, uh, Medium Cool in 1969, uh, but he was in Walking Tall, Magnum Force, The Towering Inferno, Robocop, we said that, Weeds, uh, Let's Kill All the Lawyers, he was actually in, get this, Dumb and Dumber. He was Detective Dale. Wow. Which, thinking back, yeah, I, I think I remember him. And uh, so, yeah, now he, we've, 
So, sorry, Ryan, just to step in there real quick. We've now had two different people from Dumb and Dumber be on the TV show. The mm -hmm. uh, female cop was uh, also in season one. The female cop in Dumb and Dumber, I should say, that works with him. She is the, in season one, I believe she plays Mimi Mumford. Mimi, uh, Mimi Mumford? Is that we got to get her. Or facts. We'll figure it but out. The fact we'll that figure you it out for y'all. Know that that's kind of cool. So yeah, two RoboCop, uh, or no, Dumb and Dumber actors. That's Dumb and cool. Dumber, yeah. And uh, yeah, his last role was in 2007 in a movie called The Members. But I have breaking news that there is a documentary coming out that he's going to be in called RoboDoc: The Creation of RoboCop. So for all you RoboCop fans, we're getting some more RoboCop stuff. <laughs> Almost every sound in RoboCop was created and recorded originally for the picture. Stop motion adds to the effect of robots. You can infuse it with a certain mechanical look. I'm now authorized to use deadly force. Drop it! RoboCop was a very difficult shoot. Maggie blow this cocksucker's head off. RoboCop. <clears throat> RoboCop. My friends call me Murphy. You call me... Robocop. The whole film was pretty much in danger. They're going to shut us down. Thank you, Chris. How's that not money? You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's definitely some sense right there. Um, <laughs> two cents. <laughs> two cents, just like you said. Uh, Chris, let's hear the zinger of the episode. And then right after that, so I don't have to talk in between all that for no reason. Uh, give me your rating. Yeah, sure. So one of the one of the little lines that I liked here was then Aunt Helen says, I'm always doing things in the spur of the moment, buying a new hat, painting a house, getting a divorce. And Philip Banks says, oh, God, <laughs> not again. That was a good one. And then the winner, we will insert it here. Oh, yeah, right. And I just won a Grammy. <laughs> Come on, man to man, toe to toe. Come on. <laughs> Will, Will, I understand your anger, and if you want to take out your passive-aggressive feelings towards your absent father on me, then go ahead. <laughs> Man, you really must be seeing a shrink. Hey, what does it mean when you dream that you're flying through a tunnel on a Scud missile? But well, hold up. You thought it was a really good line as well. So that is the zinger of the show. Really, really good one. And Ryan, a nice kind of foreshadow into the later episodes we will see with Will Smith and dealing with the issues of having his father, uh, you know, have left when he was a young kid. Yes. Very nice work. Ties into that very well. And what's your rating? Final thought. I'm going to give this one a seven out of a ten. I thought it was a uh, funny episode. Nothing wrong with it. I really enjoyed it. I liked, uh, you know, I like Lester's role here. I liked Aunt Helen. I always think she's great. She just has a certain way of delivering her lines that uh, that just makes it really funny. Like if any other person, you would just see that on a piece of, you would see something like, um, what did she say previously that was really funny? You could read something that says, you know, this is the worst Christmas ever. And you could probably not even know how to do that properly. But the way she did it on that episode was like, this is the worst Christmas ever. It's just so <laughs> funny and loud and ridiculous. And I think that uh, I think that's why she's my favorite aunt, because she's able the actress is able to do stuff like that. So, um, 
yeah, good episode. Seven out of ten. I always like the episodes where you bring in the different family members anyway. So we'll go with a seven out of ten on this one, right? Yeah, just like last episode, I'm going to equal that score. Seven out of ten for me as well. I think that it was a genius move to give the rest of the, the family a break and bringing in Helen again. Uh, she's always welcome. I think any of those sisters are very welcome. I kind of hope we see, and I don't think we will, but Frank and Janice would be a cool cool uh, pair to bring back. Oh, yeah. But, um, Helen is very loved. She's my favorite aunt as much as yours, and um, or as well as yours. And it was just nice seeing her just being the center of attention again without the other sisters involved, besides Vivian, of course. Um, it was cool. She got her own episode in The Fresh Prince, which was awesome. So the Helen fans from those episodes got what they wanted here. Um, what I also yeah. liked was be- her being kind of forced to be in a position of uh, vulnerability, which is fu- funny to see from a strong woman or female character like her to be in such a vulnerable spot. We get to see how she kind of copes with that because... Let's face it, I don't think Helen would be the one to get that storyline. I feel like, if anything, it would be Janice. So the fact that Helen had to deal with that was pretty cool. I mean, she has a kid with Lester. Lester and her look like they've been together for a long time. So it's like, damn, this would have been heavy heavy stuff if it was real. So I really enjoyed um, the whole dynamic there. I like how the other family tries to help her, tries to be there for her. They do everything they can. And Lester showing up was also nice a nice change of pace. Because I wouldn't have liked if it was just Helen was there and, and then... When things got settled over the phone, she left. I thought that would have been a waste of time. So him actually physically <laughs> yeah, yeah. being there really gave it a nice little, uh, a nice little layer there of, uh, of character. So really enjoyed uh, that. I enjoyed Will and Carlton trying to get these dates in throughout the re- the episode. They were there for the comedic support, which I enjoyed. I've said it before. Will Smith, as much as he is a good main character, he's also a great supporting character. Um, so again, he knocked it out of the park. I just thought that. Uh, me saying that i think it could have been a little funnier and i also think that the rest of the cast could have had more to do besides vivian but i get it vivian is the direct sister but um yeah it's a solid episode seven out of ten yeah we didn't see much of jeffrey these last two episodes or ashley really ashley kind of played the just a couple scenes in my episode and then in this one here, she's kind of again with a couple lines, but uh, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Yep, very cool. So there you have it, seven out of ten from the both of us. We'll be right back to close the show after some easy e. Only if you want it, yes, I really want it. Only if you want. All right, that was a little easy e. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah, Ryan, 1992, I mean, that's getting toward the end of EZE's career and life, unfortunately, right? Yeah, it's very sad. He's my, he is my second favorite rapper ever, so that really hit yeah. home. And he's not going to tell you who his first one is, because if you don't know that by now, it's Ice Cube, by the way, but there you go. Well, Who's was, number three on the list? Who's number three? I'm not. It's not Dr. Dre, because that would just be stupid, me picking off the NWA members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never really given it much thought as to who, like, my five are. I just know my two. Um, there you go. It could easily be Nas. It could easily be Eminem. It could easily be uh, someone recent, like Kendrick Lamar, I think is phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I-, I should make a definitive list one day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So let's get into the closes. You can catch us on Instagram at Podcast Fresh, YouTube, Podcast Fresh, Facebook, 
Guess what? Podcast Fresh. We're on Twitter at Podcast Fresh T.O. We're sometimes on there tweeting during Dynamite or during whenever. You can catch us on there. But go to Instagram. There's a bunch of fun stuff there. You can look at pictures, look at some of the stories. If you, I like our stories because if you just want like a nice, brisk walkthrough of like everything that's going on in pop culture, whether it's music, video games, whatever, it's usually a good little refresher. Anything major, it's probably covered in there. So check us out on there. Ryan, what else we got for the plugs, man? Oh man! If you want to email us, you could do so by doing uh, <laughs> by doing it at uh, podcastfresh2020 yeah. at gmail dot com. We're also, uh, you know, Chris covered everything else. We're everywhere. Just look up Podcast Fresh, Podcast Fresh TO yeah. on Twitter. If Chris didn't say that yet, um, what else was I going to say? You can enjoy uh, new Podcast Fresh Cafe episodes every weekend. We had a huge 10th episode, Bonanza, a three-hour episode, easily our biggest episode. I had a good time, even though the time the time kind of stopped there. But um, we'll try not to do that again. <laughs> it was a huge episode. Basically, if the episode is a cheeseburger, we basically wrapped the cheeseburger in, like, bacon and then covered in it another, in breadcrumbs and in then deep-fried it. <laughs> And then stuck that into another cheeseburger, covered that yeah. in breadcrumbs, deep fried that thing, threw a fucking Snickers bar in there. Like it was just like a really, really fat episode. Um, but if you like video games, if you like uh, pro wrestling, if you like stupidity, definitely go on and check out that show. Yeah, it's a three hour biggie. So three hours. I mean, that gets you enough time to finish all your laundry or do whatever it is you got to do. But you got three hour, uh, a little, a little, uh, the big one there, the triple decker. Um, Next week on the Fresh Print of Bel Air podcast, we will have Be My Baby Tonight. And that is the one where Will is stunned when Ashley asks him a question about the birds and the bees. Ah, so there we go. We kind of answered our own question right there. We're getting an Ashley episode to make up for these two Ashley-less episodes. And after that, Ryan's going to cover a striptease for two and this one is desperate to raise some money. Will and Carlton perform as male strippers at a party, not knowing that Viv and Hillary are in the audience. So we were just talking about them seeing each other naked. So we might actually have that realized <laughs> next week. Ryan, have you? Do you remember any of these two episodes? I definitely remember the striptease for two episode. Um, maybe I'll remember the Ashley episode of when I see it. But yeah, this was. Uh, a very notable closer to the series or to the season, I mean. Yes, sir. So that's going to do it for us. If you guys want to check out more Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you can download the podcast. It's out every Wednesday. Um, also, you can catch us on Podcast Fresh Cafe. That drops every weekend. Usually, Ryan's been pretty good at getting that up by Saturday. Saturday night, it's up there. So, gives you a good uh, something to listen to during the weekend and that's gonna do it for me on behalf of ryan and myself thank you so much for downloading and we will see you guys next week for episode number 26 of the fresh prince of bel-air stay fresh approaching the halfway mark maybe the 60th show will be the end of the Fresh Prince. We should put uh, bets on it. We should try to guess and uh, put some money on it. <laughs> no, I think it'll be. I think it'll be, it'll be more than that, right? You think so? Because twenty-five, and we've already. Because they, if realistically, show twenty-five, but we've reviewed two seasons. Where we're about to wrap season two up. I mean, that's only been fifty yeah. episodes. Never mind. It's we're far from a hundred. What are we talking about? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. You're anyway, right. fuck it. Let's not. This is let's stupid. Not do math. What a dumb idea. We're let's not going to do any fucking math. All I didn't right, do we math didn't in come school. here to do I'm math. not doing math in my podcast. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're doing here? We're turning heel on the math. We're attacking it from behind, and he attacks it with the clothesline. Down goes. I point to Ryan. Ryan jumps to the top rope, <laughs> but he does it like like lucha style. He just leaps up there because he's got it like that, Some and then he drops the fucking elbow on this fucking math bullshit. Hell yeah. And then the We're music comes on and it's again. algebra. And me and you just kind of go, whoa, <laughs> the music. <laughs> algebra cuts a heel promo. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> algebra is all elite. <laughs> it's just a picture of a calculator. <laughs> Oh, I guess shit. they couldn't make the money work with WWE. <laughs> That's awesome. We all we all remember how the calculator got treated on the last <laughs> WWE Legend show. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Randy Orton screaming at the calculator. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's uh, right, enough for that. What an opener. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't worry. That, that's all going to get deleted and thrown into the bureau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, we'll just we're gonna we'll, we'll keep the first little math part in, but once it goes up the rails, we're gonna <laughs> cut that shit out, and we'll stitch it right here. <laughs> Saskatoon and Saskatchewan. Maybe it was a it was a combination of Saskatoon and Saskatchewan. <clears throat> Saskatoon. That makes sense to me. Yeah, but I heard it in a movie. I know it's Saskatoon. <laughs> I'm not, if you I'm grab Saskatoon, if you grab Saskatchewan, yes, and you grab the word Saskatoon, <clears throat> okay, okay. I don't like where and you mix them together. Yeah, you know what you get? No, you get Saskatoon. Okay, yeah, sure. Saskatoon, that's where you got it from. Saskatoon, Saskatoon. I'm trying to help you find the origins to your stupid joke. That's what I'm trying to do here. How about you? I'm dissecting on this. All right. I'm dissecting here. I'm the biology teacher, and I am dissecting. What do we say about math? Let's go. Shit. We just got done. We just got done tossing math out in the biologies, you know. Oh man. Ugh. Does Uncle Lester still do that pull my finger thing in church? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Not in front of the young one. That means it's about sex. Yoshi Yashimoto. Yoshi got a haircut. He looks very naked. Damn, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> I saw a dog like Yoshi at the dog park. Very oh, yeah. similar, exact same breed. I'm sure it was like a mix of something. Dude, and the motherfucker was doing what Yoshi used to do. Just like like standing up on his two feet against the pole of the leash and like yeah. squaring up with me. I'm like, motherfucker, I will step <laughs> on you. <laughs> I will kick This motherfucker you. was like square. <laughs> Keep in mind, I have two dogs. One of them was like four times the size of this little guy. And he's right. standing up, like squaring up. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Let's get right back into it because I'm drinking tea and I feel spunky. Let's go. <clears throat> Will, Uncle Phil, Snake, are you okay? Snake, Dad, Snake, Mom. I'd like to impart some words that I've always lived by. Mo money, mo money, <laughs> mo money. <laughs> That's beautiful, Dad. Who's hot? Who not? Tell me who rock. 
cool sell out in the stores. You tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop, who jewels got blocks, who's mostly goji down to the blue drop. The same old pimp, mace, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on the blimp. Podcast Fresh.